0: there's things that you value and things that you will fight for that's what today's about we fight for that short-haired dog and that name across your chest
1: Welcome to the Short Hair Dog Podcast, your home for Wafford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett.
2: Welcome in to the Short Haired Dog Episode 12. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me today. My Best friend, slash co-host, slash brother, Kevin Bennett. How are you doing today, KB?
1: I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, good to be back on. Um, I hate you wasn't there with me Saturday night to, yeah. to see the game, but uh, whew, it was uh, something we've grown to expect from the Terriers, staying true to form.
2: More of the same. Yeah,
1: more of the same. But, hey, it's a win, and I'll take it.
2: Of course, I want to remind you that the short-haired dog is home of your SOCON leading
1: SoCon lead maybe. Well for Terriers. Hey, one game, but technically we're in the lead. Yeah, and, and Citadel's let's hope it stays in last that way. Can we keep that?
2: that well maybe Furman can pass him for last. That'd make me happier.
1: That would make me pretty happy. But as Citadel's
2: well. not a bad person to be in last if you had to pick somebody.
1: Um yeah, I will say this though. We were we were walking with some fans after the game and they were very cordial. Really? Um so they were they were classy. They they made the statement, You guys have a chance to be really good this year. And uh you know what? I agree.
2: They're right about that comment.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, and even their coach after the game, Mike, said that he thought that this team was better than last year's team. Really? Um, but And we've said this before, you know, if anybody can stop our offense, it's the it's Citadel. Citadel. Yeah. And really, the same goes for us. Yeah. Um, while I do think our defense is going to be awesome this year, you can't really read too much into it because they do the same thing. And we yeah. knew exactly what they were doing. And, I mean, we just manhandled them pretty much on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but – yeah, I mean, it was close, nail biting, but it, same thing happened first game last year with Furman. Right. Um, except that year, you were there and I wasn't. This year, I was there and you wasn't. So. Yeah,
2: which is very rare. Yeah. Normally, you're the one who misses.
1: Yeah, but, but it's uh, it's very rare that I miss too. Yeah, but, um But hey, I you know, miss less than you. It was and a it was hot, um, but when the Terriers jumped up twenty one to nothing, Mike, I I looked over at our dad and I said, "We may beat the fool out of these boys," not thinking. Now, this is Walford we're watching. I should have known. Shouldn't have made that statement. So that one's on me, guys. That one's on me. You jinxed him. I good did job. jinx him. For those, of
2: the, for those of you that don't know, I know a lot of people reached out to me and asked me where I was at the game. Actually, a couple of different people. Um, I was sick. I had uh, got dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Never a good thing to get dehydrated. Drink your fluids, folks. Drink plenty of water. Yep. Take you a gallon of water around with you.
1: Is Walford Powerade or Gatorade? I think they're Powerade. Drink yeah. your Powerade, folks. They're coke, yeah. So yeah. you need to drink Powerade. Yeah
2: um i got i did some yard work on thursday obviously it was hot out there friday night we were in a non-air-conditioned press box for the high school game i was doing absolutely got i mean just drained in there as well and i thought i was fine i mean we hung out friday night i thought we were good to go on saturday but late early sat really early saturday morning before i had to go into work i started cramping up feeling bad getting sick it was not good and uh Thought I was getting better, but then as the day went along, the more I thought, I'm not gonna be able to do this, because you know when you have to go back to work, you can't just go. Like back when I was didn't work, I could just say, well, you know, or in high school, I could say, well, I'd just get to miss school Monday if I go and get sick. But I didn't want to be. I just thought it was the best decision to to not go. Um, it was hot out there it apparently was hot. during the during the a lot of the start of the game. And considering I was already recovering, drinking a ton of water and stuff, I, I don't even want to think about drinking water. I've drank so much. but um, You're yeah. good now. I'm better, should now. Be I'm better now. Should be ready for next week. Should be good for the VMI game. But uh, I really hated not being there. And uh, I will say, for the ones of you that weren't able to go and watch the television broadcast, uh, we enjoyed our boy uh, Fred Cunningham uh, for the whole game, calling it as a uh, friend of the program, as, you know, We did not have any announcers for the game. Some technical difficulties. But I just want you to know, I kind of enjoyed it because I didn't – here's the thing. Like, if it was going to be Henson and and Jim Noble, I would have felt good about it because they know what they're talking about. Right. But, like, if it would have been some ESPN3, Joe Blow awful announcers, like, I don't – I think it was going to be the radio guys. So, I'm kind of upset I didn't get to hear those guys.
1: Or Or Pete.
2: Or Pete, yeah, or somebody who knows what they're talking about. But so often, even like on the ESPN games and stuff, like when we played North Dakota State, we know so much more than them that it's hard to watch that. Because they butcher people's names and butcher the stories and all that
1: stuff. I mean, we were watching the Carolina game Saturday, and these are – these are SEC Network guys, and Jacob August, starting tight end for Carolina, got called a gust the entire game. I'm like, <laughs> Look like somebody spelled August.
2: Look like somebody could have called down from the producers thing and yeah. been like, hey, it's
1: August, guys. Hey, Dave, it's August.
2: But anyway, just to kind of, uh, you know, give you an idea. It, I did enjoy it for that sense, but I didn't get to see the camera angles I wanted. Obviously, you never do at home. No. Uh and I was miserable the whole time I was there. It's like I had to watch it, but it was like it was I was missing not being there so bad. It was like torture. Well, Mike, and, finally, and finally, I just quit looking at my phone. Yeah. Because people kept texting me asking, is yours got sound? No, it does not.
1: <laughs> Surely does not. It does
2: not have sound. No. So I said, well, um, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy it the best I can. And I missed some of the third quarter.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we, we, but, were, we were texting back and forth, so I think maybe the only person you were responding to was me. Even um,
2: when I, even when people were texting me, I just got yeah. so tired of it. I even quit responding to you there yeah. for a while.
1: Um, but Mike, you did get to witness what we've been calling for. You did get to hear back in black as they were running out, and my heart welled up with happiness when it yeah,
2: came out. I nearly cried tears of joy when,
1: when I first came out. When we first walked up into in the Gibbs Stadium, um, we were walking to our seats, I looked out and saw the all black. I was like, okay, here we go. And um, we called for that one out of three. Yeah, we got. That then we one. got the back in black. Two out of three. And I will say the Terrier head on the field is kind of tough because Spartanburg got trounced on the field uh, Friday night. So yeah. it probably would have been tough to put that out there. We're still waiting on that. It maybe maybe
2: once Spartanburg, you know, finds their own yeah. home.
1: Before we get into the game, though, Mike, all black is a very good look. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I can't wait to see the black pants on the road. I think that will be a great look. I think
2: that's going to set it off. Oh. I really do.
1: Yeah. It's, just, it's so classy. Yeah. And I, I think it looks great um
2: i even think the black looks better on the road for some reason some weird reason i want the black more on the road than i do at home
1: i kind of do too
2: something i don't know if it's like because the saints are good and they wear those i don't know this is sort of what sort of what even the all black reminded me of like the saints i don't know yeah but (laughs) hey as long as it's yielding w's i don't really care i'm just glad they didn't wear the black pants and somehow citadel score right there and go for two and beat them and then we never wear them again.
1: Well, you know, I, me, and me and Dad were up there, and we said, you know, if Sizzle scores here, they're going for two, no doubt. But in the post game interview, their coach said, you know, we were hoping to score and, and go go to overtime. So I think maybe he was looking to go to overtime. I don't know. I think maybe because our they could not get two yards. Yeah. they had not very much in that game. Um, and you got to and
2: you got to think after that whole game, Walford had is probably. You know, as good as their defense is, may have been a little winded. Could have because that last drive, they did move the ball pretty well to get down to that point.
1: And one was that that long pass, just kind of a fluke. The only pass they completed the entire game, I think Black was like one One for for eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but really, just an all-out dominating performance on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Mike getting into the game. Final score twenty-eight to twenty-one, but we gave them boys twenty-one points. Oh, absolutely.
2: Spotted them 21. Gave it to them. Yeah. We
1: we should have beat them twenty eight to nothing, possibly thirty five to nothing, because no one know, and you, we don't know what would happen on the on the drives that that we threw the picks or on the on the right. uh, the muff punt, not muff punt, but off one of our of our guys. So um, let's be real, Siddle's not all that good. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. They're not that great. They're okay but they're not that good.
2: They're a mid, mid-level SoCon They're a
1: mid-level team. SoCon team. And if we would have kept going like we went in the first quarter and a half, there's no reason why we couldn't have beaten them 35, 42, 49 to nothing.
2: You know, I was watching with a friend of mine, and I told her, I said, uh, we're going to blow these guys out. And it was 21 to nothing. But So as you as said it first, too, so don't just blame it on me. As soon as that first interception happened, I said, Nope. It's going to be the same story. Same old stuff. I just knew, just when that pick happened, just the momentum, just how the team sort of ran off the field, I said, nope, it's too, that, that's too easy. It's going, to be a, it's going to be one of those nail biters. And I was trying to explain to her about how literally every game Wofford plays is a – seems like an overtime or a one-point or a one-possession game, every yeah. one of them.
1: Yeah, I just – one, I felt really bad for Joe. Um, yeah. Because he, he got put out there. And I, and I will say this, though. Early on in the game when he threw that 60-yard one to Luther and it was just kind of out of his reach, it wasn't a terrible throw. And it was a great play call because it got our DB – it got Siddle's DBs back out of the box where they all were starting the game. Um, And and the thing about it is, Kevin, if you're going to miss, you'd rather miss
2: long like he did. You don't want to make it where you under throw it because them are the ones that get picked off.
1: Speaking of Luther, though, and we'll get into some of the young guys that got, got an opportunity to play. He's got the potential to be pretty good. He's I got some so wheels too. on. I mean, he can go. Yeah. And then we also saw Nathan Walker at fullback. He got some carries as well. So that's two – our future Terriers is going to play a lot this year, and they're really, really young. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Mike, like I said, I felt bad for Joe. Um, I just don't know that he saw the the, you know, the, the linebacker there. Um, I don't think I don't, so. I, from what I could tell, it looked like Conklin said he made the right read. He just didn't see the guy there. And it didn't happen once. It happened twice. And that's what that's what was so frustrating about it. Um, but my thing, Mike, is is we're up twenty-one to nothing at the time of that first pick, and we're throwing on first and ten, you know, deep in our own territory. I don't know why you don't just keep up, you know, exactly what you've been doing down the field. Do a little if you're gonna do a pass, do a little dink and dunk one. That was gonna be a that was gonna be a pass down the field, um, or just give Andre the ball. I mean, Andre finished the game with I think it was eleven carries. Yeah, that's. That's not what we've done in the past, but I think we attempted nine passes on the game. That's par for the course of what we've yeah. been the past what fifteen years. Long time. Um, yeah. So while it was it was kind of different offensively, it wasn't a ton. It was just when you called the plays was different, right? Um, but well, and I, that
2: may have been, and that may have been needed. It could Cause have because it's been. gotten yeah. it to the point where I think you and I and even other fans can sort of
1: predict. Got yeah. where we
2: could predict what was gonna happen. For so sure. that, that may be a positive. Well it's form, one where they but... look
1: on film like, whoa, they were throwing it on first and ten there. That they've never done that in the past. You could be right. That could be where they're trying to throw, you know, throw some teams off and change it up a little bit. What I what I did like is right there, um it was end into the third going into the fourth when they went on the on the um I think it was like a seven and a half minute drive, twelve plays, seemed like it was like eighty four yards or something. Or maybe it was fourteen. It was a long drive and it was led by Miller Mosley, took it right down the field just methodically. That was Walford football. Time consuming, like I said, seven and a half minutes and punched it in there to go up twenty eight to twenty one. That that's the that's the Walford offense I think that we can see all year long with both quarterbacks. Yeah. And we talked about it after the game, Mike. Um, you know, Joe will tell you himself he didn't have the best game in the world, but he also showed you what he could do back there like on the busted on the busted pass plays when he I mean he made that there was one time Joe got five yards and Lord we love him, Brandon Goodson, they would have been a thirteen yard loss. There's no Absolutely. doubt in my mind. And no, you're Joe right. and Joe got five yards out of it. Right. Um there there was a, a one two where they went it may have been that same play where they go out for the option and Joe just stops on a dime because it wasn't there and just reverses field. And I think that's the play that he got five yards on. And with any other quarterback it just wouldn't have happened. Right. Um now I thought Miller looked great out there. Yeah. He looked very composed. But they didn't try the passing with him. Right. So only, we don't only
2: the one pass attempt, but he was one for right. one. Right. He was one for, for two one yards. for
1: 2 yards to TJ Luther. Right. Um but you know it's it's hard to to me I want to see him get the same play calls that Joe got early on. Yeah. Um cuz when I mean both of those guys, if we run the option and do the second man through the whole thing, the misdirection and stuff, They both have that home run ability. We saw it with Miller. We knew Joe had it, but we saw it with Mosley as well. And um, going forward, I like like it. I mean, I I would try to eliminate the first and 10 passes because that's when you try to get your three and a half, four yards. Yeah. Um, So you're not
2: set up for second and long. Now, what I'm
1: saying, if you're going to throw it on first and 10, don't do it down the field pass. Try to get that three or four yards. Like the little uh, pass that Miller threw to luther there right. i would try that because um, it's there yeah it's there especially but, when we when we're in, when we're you know when they're expecting us to run the ball if we have a guy out outside and we do a little in route it's there every time
2: well i guess the thinking also from the coaching staff is they the other team thinks that too right they think well Walford's surely not going to throw it deep on first and 10 yeah and maybe they're thinking they can open the top on the defense but even the fact that you try it and it doesn't work just the fact that you try it gives a little bit of a like, dang, we better back up because right. we don't, we're going to get it thrown over our head. But just looking at the stats here, 340 yards on the ground, pretty good for Wofford. Uh, only, and here's always what I like to pay attention to for Wofford offenses. It, really any triple option offense, yards lost, rushing,
1: mm-hmm. nine. I mean. It's not bad. That's not bad well, at all. And
2: Citadel only had 17, which isn't terrible. But, some teams but they
1: had so many. Uh, their yards per carry had to be like 2.1 or something. It, it was
2: 3.9. Oh,
1: that's more than I thought. No, but I think if you'd have took some of those runs where they had the ball at our seemed like at our 30 and they did break a couple on those drives, you take them out, I think it would be in the twos.
2: I mean, you look and you they they had 217 yards on 55 attempts. Okay. Walford had 340 on 44 attempts. Yeah. Um Walford scored four times on the ground, Citadel scored twice. Right. One, their other score came via the pick six. Yeah,
1: and apparently, um, the guy that picked off both of those passes and had the pick six is actually from Burns. Yeah. Um, so, have a game there, kid. Yeah, good job. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we—it uh, was a lot of what we've seen in the past with the Wofford offenses, Mike. I mean, they—they they sprinkled in some passes there. Um, it kind of backfired on us on the two picks. But um, it was a lot of what we've seen in the past. I think going forward we'll see a lot more of Stoddard.
2: I mean, and, and here's another thing, Kevin, looking at the stats, I agree with your point about Andre. Andre's going to have to get more involved, and I think he will. Down, the, But but like we said, Citadel does they a better it. job of stopping that dive than, than anybody. Than anybody. So, yep. you know, I think we're going to see a lot more of Andre moving forward. But looking at more of the box score here for that ball game, Wofford on, um, let's say, just 53 plays, had 366 uh, total yards, Averaging six point nine yards per play, not too bad. Uh, they, of course, fumbled once and lost that fumble, and they had three penalties for forty five yards. So, not terrible.
1: No, not bad at all. And the fumble is on the on the punt. It wasn't an offensive wasn't an offensive fumble. So, right. Um, you know, the thing about it, what it, what it was encouraging to me, Mike, is if it was a gla- two picks. right? If so. it was a glaring weakness, like if you say, man. Uh, offensive line didn't look great, and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's going to be a problem all year." There was none of that this year, no. uh, in that particular game. It was just mistakes, and mistakes can be fixed. Yeah. Um, the only problem is, years in the past, we're like, "Man, if they could only play a clean game," <laughs> and, <laughs> and they it, just it had not done. They just it. haven't no. done it. So that's what that's what bothers me. But we got a lot of veteran leadership on this team. Yeah. Um, and I spoke about the offensive line. I was just joking. Me and me and Dow were up at them dudes were killing them, yeah, so defense, they got a mean streak in them, yeah. and I like it. Yeah. Uh, Jairus Soddy was planting dudes out there.
2: And, and he's the guy, the all-so-con prediction that I made for him, I think right now that is right on course. And, you know, Kevin, the one thing about it is the offensive line had a ton of uncertainty. A lot of people were thinking sort of like they were going to take a big step back. And, I mean, it's understandable you lose a guy who's a veteran like Eric Nash as the O-line coach – you bring in a guy like Trey Johnson, but like you predicted, you said, you know, he's a Walford guy, he understands it. And I said, Well, there's a lot different playing than coaching, but so far so good for, for Coach Johnson in that O line. I, yeah. I think, like you said, they were good as, as as they normally are, but for some reason they just had I don't know if it's you know, it's a different group, you know. I don't know if it's just we just hadn't seen this kind of type of football. And that, one in a while, thing is that they're, they're looked, a little
1: younger still trying to prove themselves. Yeah. So they're like, We need to go out there. Have this mean streak, and show the yeah. boys, hey, we can be the Wofford offensive line of the years past, and I, I honestly think they can be. And they
2: were, and they were nasty. They were. I was noticing some of them hits. That were, I was like, dang, these guys are getting after it. What, and and that's how you got to be. This yeah. football is is that kind of. I mean, you got to be, you got to be tough to play the op, play in the option offense. And so far, I think that the whole Wofford team showed that. I noticed some great blocking down the field too on those long. I don't know if it was Jason Hill or uh, who it was. Luther
1: had a great block on the uh, – I think it was a Lennox-McAfee run. Oh, man. Um, and they uh, – speaking of that, the first touchdown, Mike, I text you after it happened. I said, you could have given me 15 picks on who would have <laughs> scored the first touchdown for Wofford this year, and I would not have picked Ryan Lovelace. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think he's good. Yeah. I just wasn't sure what his role was going to be, Um I told you I probably would have started picking defensive players. Just <laughs> Sid Miles Brown. Yeah, my, yeah, or Watson or somebody a scoop on a and score. scoop and score, yeah. Um but man, he was gone. That was a yeah, great he was. run. He shedded a couple tackles. He when he hit that corner, he was gone. it was a kind of a Joe held it to the last possible second, got it out, and I mean that it just opened up the seeds down the sideline for him. And um he shedded the dude at like the five or the three and just went on in and it was a great run. Um and then like I said, the run by McAfee was equally as impressive. Um, didn't see a lot from Blake Morgan. Yeah, um, he did have a touchdown. He did have but a touchdown. A run. Yeah, but he—I tell you what—he's one that I mean can explode at any minute too. Absolutely. That's what we got. We got a bunch of home run hitters on this offense.
2: And the thing about it is, you know, we don't really—he didn't really show up a ton in the box score other than that touchdown. But he was all over the place. Well, he was a decoy because he was—he yeah, was, he was sure. the first
1: man through the hole, and a lot of those for second sure. man through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's—I uh, I was very impressed. Um, with the the way that we executed offensively other than those, than those you know, interceptions. Kevin, and we gave them – and we gave them, like we said, we gave them 21 right. points.
2: We literally spotted them 21. Yeah. Kevin, you alluded to it earlier about how defensively, you know, as, as well as we played, it didn't really tell us a ton about the year. I think on the flip side of that, offensively, I this think, could tell you a lot. Just because I know talent-wise, Citadel's not on the level of Sanford and things like that that we're going to run up against. But just the fact schematically, and they're so good against that. They can stop us better than anybody, and we were able to do that against them offensively. Now, granted, we had a few picks, but if you look at it as a whole, I couldn't be more pleased with how the offense looked. I think you're going to get more of a, a a true gauge of how the offense is truly going to do against some of the normal teams in the SoCon. Now, of course, Furman's going to run the triple option and, and other teams as well. But you see what I'm saying in that yeah. – Citadel stops it better than anybody, and to run for 340 yards on the ground, I'll take that.
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean, we saw it last year. Yeah. They just flat out could not run it on them. No, they we had, had to throw to pass it. it. This yeah. year, we showed that we could run it on them, knowing what we were going to do. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I, I'm, I can't. You see what I'm saying yeah, with that? Like I can't wait to see what they do against BMI this yeah. week. Um if you clean up those mistakes, just take the Citadel. Like we said, it could have been thirty-five up in the forties to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they really had a drive that they sustained for other more than, than, that than last one. More, other than that last one for more than twenty twenty-five. Years. I mean, we we were legitimately stacking them at the line black didn't have a chance when he kept it he didn't have a chance yeah um and i mean it was very uh, the whole defensive line was just swarming me and me and daddy were thinking man that mangum's made five i think he's made made the first five tackles of the game yeah. he was just in and, and miles and um i mean were, yeah i mean yeah. and that horton is going to be an absolute stud he's me. already good and, and i mean excellent i think he was ranked in the top 15 on that on that top 50 players anyway he may be in the top five after this year Mike he is incredible um but Miles just you know plugging up the middle all the linebackers DT and Billy they were just you know clogging up the holes yeah um <laughs> and then, true to form, Dom Lemon planted a dude. Earlier oh, yeah, in the <laughs> I knew that if we was put coming. him in against a run team, he's due for one. He's yeah. gonna plant somebody.
2: And I saw some people sort of talking about BC not starting. He didn't start last year against. No, nope, he, he sure play didn't play against the triple option teams.
1: So he's small, just, and yeah. that's and that's not his fault. No, but, but he is an absolute. I mean, he is a great cover corner.
2: I can promise you one thing: he'll play against Sanford. <laughs>
1: oh, for
2: sure. I guarantee that. Yeah, if he doesn't, something is is, is going on big time. But but like you said. Dom O'Leary is going to play everywhere. Right? He he's going to play, you know, in a nickel package. He's going to play a lot at different places. And he's a guy that, like you said, you better not be one-on-one, like have the sideline over there. You're trying to tiptoe because he will knock your head
1: off. No. And, Mike, um, I do want to give a shout-out, especially against some of those teams like the Citadel that run the triple option. The linebackers give a lot of the love. But I was watching them a couple plays. JoJo and Allstat were both convergent on the play very quick. They were in the right position a lot. Um, I think Allstatt may have led the team in tackles with yeah. six, and that's coming from the safety spot. And that's and – to and speak to them converging, they didn't break many runs. So that right. means he had to be converging to the line.
2: And the thing about it is, Kevin, it's hard when you're playing one of those option teams to just – you know, you can just pin your ears back and say run, but what if they come pass with you? Now, granted, Citadel's not good at passing at all. Furman's going to be much better at passing than, yeah. than the Citadel. But, I mean, just to lead the team in tackles, that's pretty impressive.
1: It is. And – really we were I was struggling thinking of a guy that I was would give defensive mVP um and I guess there's no time than better than right now to say who we picked. Um, i didn't mention him when i was going through a while ago on purpose but i'm i'm going with john Beckley yeah i he's the newcomer to the all, to the defense i mean Jara was all over the place as well
2: yeah
1: um and so and Watson made the uh tip to the pass there at the end he made some great he made a great play on the punt right there at the end too he was the first man down and made a tackle on the returner um so he was all over the place made a huge impact as well but First, The first drive, Beckley, I know, made one tackle on first or second down, and then they tried to do uh, – on another drive, they tried to do – they went for it on fourth and short and tried to do the little fancy end-round thing. Yeah. He read it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um And I think DT may have been there as well. But it was a, it was a fantastic uh, performance by the defense just in general. But I'm going to give uh, my defensive MVP to John Beckley. I also thought Brandon Brown was good too. Okay. Um, and then – um, they rotated some guys in on the defensive line. They only had five. They rotated five guys, um, and Zimary and Robbie Armstrong came in, and there was at least one starter out there with them at all times, um, which it makes you you go, oh, "Doll going, we got some studs out there." But then after those five, you're like, "Who? I hope one of them don't get hurt." Um, <laughs> but they're young. They are young. You know, you, they you, are young
2: because there there are some talented guys that just sat and got a ton of. You don't like you said. You don't know what to expect when they go out there. No.
1: So. Uh, but then I text you, Mike. I saw them carting Miles Brown off right before halftime, and I said, "Oh boy, that's not what we need." No. And being like I am, I always try to pay attention to detail. I watched, I watched the cart all the way into uh, the locker room, and I saw him get off and walk regularly. And I told my dad, I said, "He looks fine." Yeah. I, we thought it may have been cramping because mm-hmm. it was so high. He may have went and got an IV or something. I don't know what exactly it was, but of course he came back out for the second half and was just as effective. Um, but it, it definitely made my heart drop a little <laughs> bit. I was like, oh, that, yeah. that's exactly what we need. Um, but came back and the defense was just outstanding. And like and like we said, can we take a lot from it because it was a Citadel? I think you can because we know teams not going to be able to run the ball on us. Yeah. Um, but the – the theme in the past is our weakness, if there's been one on the defense, has been, you know, pass defense. Yeah. Um, and with our D-line, there's no reason why we shouldn't get any pressure on these guys. But um, do they bring the guys in from playing 15 yards back? We should see this week.
2: Kevin, I think they're going to have to. I do too. And I think VMI is going to be more run-oriented this year, aren't they?
1: I, I think I saw that too. Yeah. I don't know how much run-oriented they were against Toledo. Of course, it was Toledo, but 63 um, nothing. 63-0. to 66-3. Oh. Yeah, they did get a field goal. They did? They did okay, get a field wow. goal. Okay, wow. So 66-3, but the, are they the key debts? The key debts. The key debts coming in to Gibbs Stadium next week. Um, six o'clock kickoff, Mike, another six o'clocker. Let's um, hope it wasn't as hot as last week, because let me tell you, it was It was hot. You made the right decision.
2: I felt bad, though. I yeah. I felt as if I, left you, I you, let you down. No.
1: No Felt we' get, like I let everybody know. well, we had some listeners that were looking forward to meeting up with us, and nobody really wants to talk to me you're more the uh you're more the enthusiastic one, so
2: you think so? Uh, yeah,
1: well, uh-huh. nobody made an attempt to talk to me, but that's fine i don't I don't care <laughs> um but uh <laughs> yeah we we were looking forward to meeting some meeting some of our listeners, but no problem we making making can do it in the in the future but um <laughs> walking walking back to the to the car there, Mike, after the game, it was one of those where you you, you breathe a sigh of relief just because you're like, okay, it's over. It's a win. The hardest one's sometimes The hardest one's the first one. And um, it is a soca I mean, it's a rivalry game.
2: Yeah, it is. It for is. For
1: sure. Um, and you know, and in credit to the Citadel. They, they represented pretty well over there. They had it pretty loud. They're, um, is it the freshmen that come or is it just uh, I think it is. Okay. Anyway, they were yelling and doing their chants and all that stuff. So, they had it pretty loud over there. And when they tied it up at 21 – I started to get a little worried. I was like, this, this may not end well, boys. But, you know, they, they pulled it together and, um, most importantly, got that dub in the left column. So, um, Mike, anything you anything you want to add? No, I'm just excited. I, th- I think they're going to have a, a
2: chance to really do some, some special things this year. I predicted that they're going to win the whole thing this year. You did. Um, and you got to win them. You got to win games like this, even ones that you screw up and you – you know, make closer than you should. You've got to come away with a victory. And to their credit, they were able to get that, as they have been the last couple of years. Now, am I happy with that? No, because if you, if you mess around like that against a good team, like nothing against the Citadel, but they're not as good as some other teams are going to play. No. You're going to get your butts kicked, and you just can't, you know. But I know this staff is going to work just their tails off. First of all, the staff, I have to say, I'm very impressed. Uh, with what they've done already, I uh, know. But but see there you, you're going to know where you are after you play the Citadel, regardless of how good they are. You're going to know where you are just for the very fact that they play us so well, and the fact that we're able to win, you know, gave them those points, or it would have been way worse than it was. And I, I'm personally, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the way things went down on Saturday. Only thing I'm upset about is I didn't get to see it in person.
1: Right. Well, uh, you know, Mike, I'm. I, I'm with you um, and like we said before I think those mistakes are something that you can fix yeah um, and I think coach Conklin and his staff are gonna are gonna do that and Mike they had some unsportsmanlike penalties as well that are uncharacteristic to some Wofford teams in the past I think DT got one there pretty early um, I guarantee you that's not gonna happen again um, and I mean our, our veteran guys they know how much those 15-yard penalties can hurt and um, I don't think we'll have a problem with that going forward um, but, yeah, Mike, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed. And, you know, we spoke about this, too, and we've already mentioned the offensive line, but I was watching if a, if a, a player looked a little winded or if a lineman looked a little winded or made the wrong block or made the wrong read, um, they came out. And, mm-hmm. and Coach Johnson, I, I was watching him. He would, he would sit there and he would go over with it. He wasn't chewing them a new one. Yeah, He would tell them exactly what happened, and he was teaching, and he was using it as a teaching moment. Right. And that's that's what great coaches do. That's what a and veteran would do, And I'm not, and I'm do, not yeah. saying that Coach Nash didn't do that. Because he did. Yeah, I was just saying I noticed it with a, a guy that's never been right. an offensive line coach, especially at Walford, and to see Coach Johnson do that. It it was very it, it it showed me that Coach Conklin made the right he made the right decision on a lot of his I would say all of his hires right after he was after he was hired as head coach.
2: Well, the thing about it is, Kevin, you know, we talked about all the new stuff, the black pants, the love them, you know, <laughs> the back and black coming back, all that kind of stuff that we did differently, a new staff, a new year, all that stuff. But it's just a lot of more of the same, and yeah. that's what you want to if you're if you're a Wofford fan and you've seen the success of this program, you want more of the same. But instead of Dropping out after the quarterfinals, you want to go and you want to take it to that next level. I want to at least make it to the game. If we can make it to the finals, you know, if we lose, hey, we made it. Yeah. I want to make it just one time, just because I think if we ever make it, we're going to win.
1: Yeah. That's just my I, I, can, just I a, kind of agree with you, That's Mike. just my belief. Um, and, Mike, this is completely off subject, but I was thinking too. Um, like I said, I pay attention to detail. I've, I've always been like that. I, I find things and I, I just think about detailed things. But I noticed, Mike, the offensive staff had on black polos and the defensive staff had on gold polos. That's just something I noticed. Hmm. I, think it, I think if you're the defense, it helps because you know who to look for. That's right. You look for that. That's okay, why you do that. Sea of black, and then you see the gold. You know who to look for. It. And I, I noticed uh, it looked like Sykes, um, Allen Smith, and um, and Rob Green were on the sideline, um, so that means that I'm guessing uh, a mini and um, who's a who's a new linebacker? He come from North Greenville, correct?
2: Uh, well, he was there, McRae.
1: Yeah, so I think they may have been up in the booth. Um, so, and then uh, offensively, it looked like uh, obviously Trey Johnson, uh, Connolly, um, Romero, Romero, and then uh, obviously Wade, uh, Freddie Brown. We're up, and I'm gonna know we're missing some. But you see, that's something been, yeah. I always <laughs> notice. I'm yeah. like, who's down on the field? Who's up in the booth? Um, so you know, I, I thought the black polo, gold polo, was a good. And uh, Coach Conklin, for you, uh, what are the co- what are the head coaches wear? Because we knew what Airs was gonna wear. It was gonna be his Terrier's hat. he's gonna, and in the you know, the cold games, it was gonna be the the gray <laughs> sweatshirt with the black waffle across it, and khakis. But Or on Military Appreciation Day, it's the camo pants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was his look, sunglasses. It's uni- iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. It is. Um, so, but Conklin uh, went no hat, which I respect as a fellow guy that's follically impaired. I don't know that he <laughs> – I don't know that he – I don't know that it may be a decision that he just went, you know, went ahead. But I like the, you know – respect it yeah um, but he went all black he went to the we they call for the blackout and he went all black yeah and I also respect that
2: well you know you see a lot of times at least the defensive play caller mm-hmm. they'll have like like I know it, at Union County a guy'll have on he'll have on bright yellow yeah. everybody else will have on black it'd be like highlighter yellow highlighter yellow or yeah. some green hat or something crazy like that right so um that's cool you know and I I I think the team just overall has a different type of swag about it. I do
1: too. Mike. I think they've
2: stepped it up on their equipment and stuff. And you know, I think as much as we liked Coach Ayers and stuff, and he, and obviously he's the
1: he's the goat. He is the goat. I think
2: he's the best coach in South Carolina college football history. Mm. Don't argue with me if you do don't, at me. Don't at me. At or Mike at Bennett, WBC, let's go. What debate? Yeah. But I'm just saying he's the best. But with this new young staff, a lot of people all didn't like the uncertainty of it all. But so far, the changes that they've made, I really, really like. And I think we're just seeing the start of these changes. Not to end the tradition. Not nope. to end the whole short-haired dog mantra. Not to end that sort of thing. But to sort of just take it another level, to get it out there a little bit more. The whole reason for us doing this podcast. They're wanting to do the same as well for this program. And you see the what we, how we've recruited being kind of old school with stuff. Imagine right. we take it new tech, like some of these other programs that we've seen. I think the possibilities are endless for what Wofford can accomplish. I really do. I think it's the best kept secret in town.
1: Well, Mike, what what people don't realize is the back in black used to be a tradition. It is. They used to wear all black all the time. Yeah. So we just bring. We just called for it to come back, and I, I just and we said before we said it on the radio. <laughs> Whatever we people care about uniforms. I'm sorry. People yeah. are just like I don't. They can wear pink and purple polka dots. I don't. I'm telling you, people the care. The players do. The players care Absolutely. when they come in and. They get to put on whatever they want to for the photo shoots on recruit. That I'm telling you, it that has a something. difference. That's it right. really does. And it's come out there and see Miller Mosley wearing the uh, the shiny like chrome gold cleats. Like, yeah, those kids like that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just telling you. And we're a big guy. I mean, we're big. You know, man, that dude's got swag. Like they like we like the uh, accessories, what I'm telling you, our both of our quarterbacks have some swag. They have exceptional <laughs> swag. I'm telling you, that might
2: be the best swag ever.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I would compare both of these quarterbacks, Mike, and we were talking about it. Like in years past, our backup has been significantly different from our starter. Right. These guys are a lot of the same, and I would compare it to the Zoman Trey Rogers, yeah. uh, quarterback tandem that we had in '03. Those guys were a lot the same. Um, I would. I mean, maybe Call your Widmeyer. Maybe Call your Widmeyer. Um, and maybe. Widmire, Mitch, Allen. Yeah, but it's one of those where I think it's a lot more like Rogers and and Zolman, just because um, that one may be a little bit better than the other one at something. But I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly if it's distinctive. Like you can go, man, he's way better than so and so. Like last year, you could say. Joe Newman's way faster than Brandon Goodson. Not, but to, Goodson's a much but, better passer. But Goodson's a right. ton better passer, right? At, at which we saw on Saturday. Which yeah. is still feel <laughs> bad for Joe. Not as well. Well, he he threw it right to him. But I still feel bad. <laughs> I, I feel bad for him. We I still it, need Joe. Oh, for people for sure. to say we
2: just need to sit him down. And no, let me tell you something, guys. We have got to have both of those quarterbacks, and we yeah. got to have what they bring to the table. Newman is an all-world athlete. He is. We've got to have him. And when we get into the playoffs, we get against teams like Sanford, we're going to need both of them because you need fresh legs. You do. One reason that Mosley was ultra successful is because he was fresh. Yeah. Was, and that's that's a luxury. That's not a thing to – that's not a knock. That's a luxury. Yeah. Although, you know, you don't want to go from the hot hand. We've talked about that before about staying with the hot hand.
1: And, and Miller had the hot hand and in he, the second and half. We and we went and, with it. And we went with it. And that, and that yeah. was the
2: right call. Speaking of that, uh, Kevin, there are a lot of people out here cutting grass, and uh, I hope everybody's enjoying it.
1: Yeah, it is something. Leaf blowing. Whatever they're doing, we. I apologize. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
2: One of these days, we're going to get in a real studio and hopefully
1: not have to worry about that. Yeah. But anyway, we
2: appreciate you guys uh, listening today, to episode 12. It's awfully ironic that we mentioned Josh
1: Collier. It is.
2: I think he. I think we could. We can get make this a Josh Collier episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. We uh, Josh Collier episode. He's I'm number 12. Yeah. He's
2: one of the few I can remember.
1: Mm-hmm. Moving on. Brian let's see. Yeoman. 13 could be Brandon Barry. Allstat. Allstat. Mm, yeah. Like those. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – let's to kind of tie a bow on the Citadel week, Mike. Um, they came in. Um, we went up on them 21 to nothing. I made the mistake of saying we're going to beat the fool out of these boys. Did and not then happen. All, and then
2: the wheels fell off. And then the wheels <laughs> fell
1: off um, of our wagon, not yeah. particularly their wagon. Um, but – Man, they are really blowing some leaves. Out Man, there. <laughs> it is really,
2: it's really bad. Yeah, but um,
1: but before we let let everyone go, Mike, uh, we have another shirt in the work. It seems like yep. uh, that we're, we're we're designing. We got a couple ideas. We're trying to. We may we may ask some of our loyal listeners to see what they what they like the best. But we also want to thank our loyal listeners.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know, Dave, there. You guys are the reason we want to do this, and uh, to get the word out. And you guys have done such a good job of sharing it. And you know. Here's the thing about it is there's going to be different things come along, all kind of different, you know, different media outlets out there. But we appreciate all the support you guys have given to us. Like you said, we're not professionals. We're not somebody who, you know, went to school to do this, so to speak. We just do our thing. We're just, we love Wofford, and we want to get out the short-haired dog mantra out to everybody because it's something that you don't find everywhere. It's, yeah. like we said, a best-kept secret, and we want to get it out to you guys. So, that's going to do it for the VMI week as we got uh, excuse me Citadel week we got VMI on the horizon Kevin you could say we're right here in the middle we're the meat of a military school sandwich right here where we are we right are. now We are. So we're right I tell you what middle. let's take a quick break and then we when we return we'll get to next game we'll get to VMI and preview the key debts a little bit before we let you guys go so stay tuned you're listening to the short-haired dog Welcome back into the short-haired dog We're right here on episode 12. Like we said, in the uh, middle of a military school sandwich, as uh, we're here in the midweek between the Citadel game in which the Terriers won 28 to 21, and the VMI game up next. And uh, Kevin,
1: breaking breaking news: Um, the grass cutting has subsided. Seems as if it
2: seems as if for the moment. Sorry about we that. We really there. apologize
1: about that. <laughs> but that's the apartment life. When the when you live in an apartment and it's grass cutting day, you just kinda have to deal with it. You know, so. one
2: day when we make it big, you know, mm-hmm. we won't have to do it here. We'll find a yeah. we'll find a we'll make our own studio.
1: That'd be nice. But
2: until that day, here yeah. we'll be.
1: You will hear the grass cutting and weed eating and leaf blowing.
2: And the leaf blowers rejoice.
1: Yeah. Jeez.
2: All right, so let's go ahead and get into the VMI game. VMI, of course, Owen one.
1: Coming off of a loss to 66 to 3 to Toledo.
2: All right, Toledo. Last year, I don't think VMI won.
1: I Not don't know sure. that they did.
2: Last year's meeting, the Terriers beat them 45 to 14 up in Lexington. We talked about last year, all the games were close. That was one that was.
1: Yeah, that was one where they kind of handled their business. And it was thank God. very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, thank the Lord.
2: So um, we're going to get into that game. Let's go ahead and look at what they did last week. Like you said, got beat pretty bad. But if you look at their total plays on offense they had 79 total plays on offense they ran it 30 and they f- passed it 49 times they were 29 of 49 and threw two picks no touchdowns
1: not strong so
2: they are going to be more pass than run but at least that game showed so right so they're going to keep well doing when that you're getting busted stuff. by 50 you yeah. probably do need you got to it. throw it
1: yeah, but I've always thought that if you're a young, if you're one of those smaller teams and you're getting beat so bad, I think eventually you just start to go back to your regular offenses like you were winning. Yeah, you're you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win. So you might as well just, just run, run your normal run stuff your to normal get some stuff. practice in. Yeah. So that may be. Hey, but you know what? If they were doing that, I expect to see more passing this week.
2: Yeah. So forty nine of the seventy nine were. But it's pretty decent balance. For a team. What? I think they threw it a ton. I knew back when they had Al Cobb, they threw it all the time. They were like right. air raid, but they he was they
1: actually were... pretty solid. He was good. Um, Mike, what, what, Quickly back to the Suda. What people don't realize is they threw the ball more than we did. Really? They were one for eleven. I think we were something for nine. Really? Yeah, three wow. for nine. I don't know, but yeah, they they were one I for think eleven. It was five for nine. Five for nine. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Hey. Who would, have, who would have knew? Who would have thunk it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, Citadel was a, was a good game. Hopefully, you know, this one's not as good of a game. I hope Walford can pull away from these guys. You would think. Yeah. Now, the Citadel game is always close. You kind of knew that coming in. But, the, I mean, we can't overlook VMI either. If you go out there and sleepwalk, they'll bust you too. Yeah. So, but...
1: Hey, look, if you make mistakes, any team, any team's going to capitalize on at least right. one of them. that's halfway C- the decent. The Citadel just happened to capitalize on all three of them. Yeah. So... You can't make mistakes like that against anyone. So yeah. you clean them up, I don't see any reason why we can't hang 35-40 on them. So what is your – I
2: guess what do you think is your keys to the game leading up to, to the VMI game?
1: Eliminate the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's the that's the glaring – that was the glaring weakness from this past week's game. For all intents and purposes, it could have been 28 35 nothing final score. But we spotted them twenty-one points. I mean, say it any way you want to. We gave those boys twenty-one points. You're right. Um, and like we said, the Siddle's not that great. They're pretty good. They're okay. They'll be right in the middle of the SoCon, right mid-tier team. And
2: they'll probably knock somebody off that they yeah. shouldn't.
1: Yeah. Um, but like we said, um, I think if you eliminate the mistakes, the final score would have been. Drastically different, right? Um, so I think that's that's what you do going forward is just fix the mistakes.
2: Kevin, I think the key to this game is you got to step on their throat. When you get a little bit of a lead, don't let them hang around. And they, come on, guys, let's don't then don't give up little dink and dunk passes all day. Get up in their grill and say, Hey, VMI, if you're gonna beat me man to man, beat me. Don't sit around and play soft out there. We've got good enough players to beat VMI straight up. We yeah. don't have to play no fifteen yards off. Please get up on the guys. Don't let them get little dink and dunk throws all day long. Get a pass rush, which I don't think's going to be much of a problem to do. Don't just let them hang around and have one of those just, you know, boring games where you just say, well, we're beating by two touchdowns, but they just keep hanging in there, keep hanging in there. I don't want to see that this Mike,
1: week. Mike, I will throw this at you. And we kind of question, you know, the passing on first and ten there. But what if that's what we were trying to do, is put our foot on the Citadel's throat? Maybe like, so. Like – Let's just pass it on them, and if we get up on them here, it's a wrap. I mean, yeah. it was twenty-one to nothing, but maybe that's what you know. Maybe that's what Wade was trying to they're do. They're
2: loading the box up. And, hey, hey, maybe we can hit a bomb on them, and yeah.
1: I mean, that I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe I mean, that's what they were trying to do. You may be right, um, but I agree with you. Like, if we get up on them, don't. And, yeah. and
2: of course, that's don't what the get coaches, soft on defense. Yeah, and of course, that's what the coaches are trying to do. But right. we need to execute that when yeah. we go and we try to call something like that, or do maybe take a little bit of a risk to step on the throat execute it don't right. don't goof it up like we like we tend to do sometimes so some other games going on in the SOCON next week uh let's look at these while we got a second here
1: Mike while you're pulling it up though I did notice uh Western kind of struggled with Newberry
2: yeah
1: uh they beat them 26 to 24 Newberry's so. not
2: bad though yeah they're pretty, they're, they're pretty they're good
1: they're pretty good so uh but that that's uh we, Western's one of those teams that can sneak up on you too I feel like them and the Citadel will be they'll be fighting for fifth or sixth this year um, I think both of those teams are, they like you said, good enough to beat you, but are they, if you go straight up not make mistakes, should you not blow them out? Nah, I think you, you probably should. We
2: definitely should. So let's go ahead and look at the SOCON schedule for the eighth, which is this coming Saturday. Of course, Wofford will host VMI uh, for their second SOCON game in his mini games.
1: So Something. Go ahead and get them out of the way.
2: All right. Uh, ETSU will be at Tennessee.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: So, Tennessee did not look good, so maybe if they can –
1: They for sure did not.
2: But that's going to be a tough one. Furman at Elon. That's
1: that the, should be interesting. And
2: that's the team – they played each other twice last year, one of which Furman won, and then the playoff matchup um, – excuse me, one of which Elon won, and then the second matchup, Furman won, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, no, we beat them out of the playoffs. How would they have played twice? Furman
2: beat Elon in the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah, to play us. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yeah. you're
2: right. You're right. So – Jacksonville, I believe that's that's not Jacksonville State. The game, no, comes. that's the I Dolphins. Think,
1: I'm pretty sure that's the Dolphins
2: at Mercer. I Think Mercer's going to roll in that one.
1: I didn't know Jacksonville had a football team. I, think I know Upstate used to play them in basketball in the like A Maybe
2: they may be. I, 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 they're not good. Uh, Chattanooga at the Citadel. That'd be an interesting game. Okay, both teams.
1: Uh, Citadel playing back to back conference games as well. Mm-hmm. So it, be looks like, see how it looks Citadel like it looks like we draw we draw we and the Citadel drew the. Hey, let's get two SOCON games to open up the year card.
2: Yeah. But Chattanooga is a team that a lot of people are expecting to bounce back. So, that'll right. be an interesting game. Of course, VMI at Wofford and Sanford at Florida State. Ooh. If I had to pick an upset for the weekend, not even kidding, F- FBS over FCS? I mean, FCS over FBS? Gosh, that's all confusing. Taking process. Sanford. I'm taking Sanford. Okay. I mean, not, I'm not taking them if I was betting on it. But if I had to pick one, Florida State is horrible.
1: Yeah, I watched him last night, Mike. They—I uh, had to give credit to him, though. Francois looks fine. Yeah, it's just he—he's running for his life. But that offensive line's terrible. They are. And Cam Akers not going to have a chance this year. I thought he was going to be excellent, but he, and he very well may be, but he ain't going to be when they're just all over him. Can you imagine what they're going to do when they play Clemson?
2: Oh my gosh.
1: He better get right with the Lord because he might meet him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be bad. That's where I got hurt last year, though. Yeah. How are your program like Florida State and your offensive line that terrible? Of course, I know that's a different discussion for another day. But I, I really think Sanford – Makes us
1: appreciate our offensive line even more. I
2: know. I think Sanford's really going to hang in there and, and make that a ball game. Maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. we'll
1: see. That's definitely one to keep an eye on. That, you, you'll be and able it's to a gauge, short week. Yeah.
2: Short week because they play Monday. Yeah. So, they go, they're not going to have many days to get ready for Sanford's offense, which we've seen
1: has given people fits, including us. Yeah. Old DuckTales may be slinging it all over the place on them.
2: The duck might have to.
1: Yeah, sh- we'll see.
2: Toss some bombs out there to some folks.
1: Yeah, on. yeah. I'll tell you what, it just has the makings for later on in the year when the terriers travel to Sanford. That could be a fantastic ball game with a lot of, a lot of stuff riding on it.
2: Oh, so. you're absolutely right. There's some other games like next week. Hold on, let me pull it back up again. Good gracious. Um,
1: it's the leaf blowers that got you all discombobulated. It's got me right all
2: ahead. torn up. Yeah. All torn up. All right, on the 18th. Here's Sanford's big test, I think, early in the year. Mercer.
1: Ooh. And Sanford. Is it at Mercer? At Sanford. Okay. I would like that one better. At, at Mercer. Furman.
2: And everybody else plays out of conference. Well, ETSU and VMI.
1: Is that our Wyoming week? Yep. Hey. At Wyoming.
2: Chattanooga at UT Martin, Western Carolina at Gardner Webb and Charleston Southern at the Citadel. Hmm. So everybody else is out of conference except for ETSU at VMI. And Mercer at Sanford. Everybody else is out of conference. Okay. But that's next week, so we won't have to worry about that for another week. But just sort of looking ahead, because we care about the whole SoCon. But right now, it's not going to matter. We're in first, and if we keep winning, we're going to stay in first.
1: Hopefully, yep. You know. Oh, that's a, that's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. We're no just stating facts. If we keep if we win all of our SoCon games, we will finish first.
2: <laughs> We've been first all year. We're going to stay first. Yep. That's that's the plan.
1: Wire to wire, baby.
2: Hey, more of the same, right?
1: Yeah, more of the same. That's what we. <laughs>
2: We won it last year, mm-hmm. huh?
1: Yeah. Let's just don't lose to Sanford. Good Lord. Except so we're just going to be doing it in black pants. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And running out the back in black. I like that. Yep. I really do like it. So,
2: is that all we got, Kevin? I think that's pretty much going to do it for today.
1: I would agree. So, we appreciate all you guys listening. We appreciate our listeners.
2: Yes, we do. They're they're the best. Couldn't yep. do it without them. And, uh, well, we could, but it just wouldn't be any fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we were just talking to ourselves, <laughs> I mean, we do this so other people can... You know, see what our thoughts are.
2: I mean, the beauty of this, we'd be having these conversations anyway. Right. But it's just the fact that we'd like to share them with you guys. And, and in ha- the process, and- get the word out. Yeah. we got to spread the word. Come on, guys.
1: And have Fred inter- introduce us and take us out. Yeah. So. Thank Fred. you, Fred. That Fred. He didn't know that he was uh, doing <laughs> just about it. He was, he was wearing <laughs> many hats Saturday night, let me tell you. People, people got to hear him he on did. the TV broadcast. That's all you could hear, him
2: and people chanting. hmm I felt like a couple times I heard some people ask what they were having for supper after the game. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing after this? No.
1: Uh, let's stop at the QT.
2: I don't, know what was go- yeah. I don't know what was going on. But anyway, it was uh, – hopefully next week I won't have to worry about it. Right. It will be televised again, so hopefully they get those bugs worked out. And Let's hope. Yeah, because I, I feel like I didn't get to hear any of Jim Noble, but I did get to see some of his, like, interviews. I like that guy.
1: Yeah, very professional. Yeah. Not saying that Hauser wasn't. No. I'm just saying that for his first time – I liked Jim Noble. Looked pretty good. I liked It sounded the guy. pretty good. So. I like the guy. Yep. So
2: anyway, let's go ahead and uh, tie bow on this one. Wofford next week. They'll, what rank number seven now?
1: Seven, eight, and Depending one. On yeah. Ask. So one in our hearts. Well, yeah, that's
2: absolutely right. Yep. So they're going to welcome in the VMI Keydets. Try to get out there. Try to get out there to the stadium. Although I know there's going to be some good games going on about that same time. Try to get out there to Gibbs Stadium. Support the team as they're trying to go two and zero in the SoCon and remain on top of the Southern Conference standings. So we appreciate everyone listening. So from everyone here at the Short-Haired Dog, and for Kevin Bennett, I'm Michael Bennett. Have a great day, everybody, and go Terriers. Go Terriers.
1: Thank you for listening to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at short Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcasts app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, go Terry.